We just pranked. We had the biggest prank of the century. We just <laughs> pranked this guy. You gotta talk to that camera. We made him believe. We, we made, had a fake lottery ticket. We had a fake lottery ticket. So he took the bait. Let me hold the bait. So it, it, you know, he passed, it, it, over the he passed over the sentence like eight times. Before the scratching, that we were too. best friends. <laughs> as soon as the scratch was over, he didn't even know who we were. He didn't scratch your back anymore. He didn't scratch your back anymore. Wait, 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 wait. We wait. were best friends. Yeah. Okay, so the money was going to be divided. By how much? By one, two, three, <laughs> four, and five. Wait, wait, how about this guy? He's out. He's out. out you you see, this yeah. is gonna he, didn't take, he didn't take me to Milano. Oh, wait, but you did. You did make him say something that if you wanted to get cut in, you could, you could, you could see that Antonio's bought very easily. He talks all <laughs> about all these players not accepting money. What'd you offer? Fifty thousand dollars? You had to say Forza Juve, and right away you did. <laughs> I did. I did. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> and because of that, you should take it back. You should just reconsider it because, you know, that's what your friends said. But you make fun of the players that leave for money and now for 50000 you just have forced That's all right. I can take that. I can take that. <laughs> anyway, we bought we bought a bunch of fake lottery tickets. We've been pranking everyone. We got Mike, fake, we got Antonio, fake, and we fake. got uh, Gaetano. Peter was in on them. I'm still redeeming yeah, that after the podcast. Uh, guys, it's been a while. Yeah, How's yeah, everybody doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing great. Someone. I'm doing very good today. Yeah. <laughs> after the news, man, one thing after the other. The meno 10 penalizzazione. 4-1 with three goals of Ciccio Caputo. Ciccio Caputo is actually my paisano. It's like he it lives 50, 50 minutes away from my town. 50? Yeah, 5-0. Oh. They make the best bread <laughs> in the world. Altamura. Okay. Altamura. Nicky Giordano's I'm town. serious. It's my friend Nicky's uh, paisano. They make, I'm not joking. I'm not making a joke. They make the me, the best bread in all okay. the world. Okay. You can just Google that up and say, Antonio's crazy. It's crazy. No, just go, go double check. So this bread here, sometimes they make a huge round pani. We call it pani. And you can just keep this bread here for a week or 10 days and it still stays <laughs> soft. Mm. It's the, the quality of the grain and, and, and all that. What okay, they do okay, is just too much. In Greece, you will never know that, <laughs> that this thing here exists. Anyway, so, so but a lot, a lot has happened. You just mentioned the minus ten points. We got one of our members in the final. Inter is in the final of the Champions League. Yeah, hey, congratulations, Pete. It's gonna be so much nicer when we're gonna wear the. At least give him a handshake. Ah, hey, Pete, congratulations. It's Thank gonna you. be more painful to lose the final than uh, winning the semifinal. He's in one than uh, than one final. Is what? He's in one. Then more, more than one final. More than one final. He's got a final yeah. Wednesday. No, he's no, got a Milan. Oh, he's in Milan. Wow, one more final. That's all right. <laughs> what do you mean one more? You have two more. <laughs> and then you got the Joe Barone final. Yeah. Joe, 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 Joe Barone. Copa Italia. Copa Italia. Joe Barone. Hey, Joe's gonna win. Pete, how you feeling right now? I feel good. Talk to us about your season because it's been up and down. There was a lot of expectations coming into this year for Inter. Then you didn't live up to those expectations. You have eleven losses in the league. But it seems to you have hit form at the perfect time and you're in the Champions League final, which is something that none of us could have expected. Yep. I mean, up until, I guess, uh, this past weekend, we won eight straight games. So, like, everyone was hitting stride. We, uh, you know, between Lukaku coming in, Zeko, Lautaro, everyone was scoring. <clears throat> and I think also Brozovic now coming back into form also added a level of, of an additional midfielder that can play the ball, whereas we saw... Um, versus Napoli, uh, not to pinpoint him, but Gagliardini is not of the quality of, of, of a Mkhitaryan, Barella, Cianologlu, and Brozovic. So it's very important to be able to have that quality um, on the bench, and it's a full 
team for for Inter. So that's why I like to see. And I think what I guess what we claimed or what we um, were upset with uh, Inzaghi. What happened? What's going on, on Mike? <clears throat> You're dying laughing. <laughs> I'm gonna show the camera angle that you were laughing. Yeah, yeah, Mike is laughing at the fact that Inter he's gonna lose the final. Mike, don't worry, don't laugh at him. Uh, we got we got <laughs> lucky to verse to have to verse Milan because if we would have versed Real Madrid oh. or Manchester City, with all due respect, it would have been a different story. I think. So how do you feel? For, over two I, obviously, we we have to play the humble talk, side because yeah. um, Manchester City is one of the most informed teams yeah. uh, that we've ever seen. I've never the I was not as nervous until I watched them dismantle Real Madrid which is Real Madrid, such a historic club, I never expected that. But most of the experts, everyone's saying 90-10, that this one's already over, if you read in the English papers. How do you feel, Pete? Oh, it's definitely not over, because I think when it's a Champions League final, there's, it's one game. So, you know, some things can go your way. Um, I think what we saw with Inzaghi's team, um, he was able to maintain the defensive uh, lines very tight, and, and structured. I mean, let's go to Porto, how we didn't allow them to score over two legs. Uh, Milan didn't allow them to score over two legs. So, like, he knows how to sacrifice. He knows how to maintain that position. And, and I think Inter moved well. And at times are, are better suited to be that defending team to then counterattack. So did you want Man City over Real Madrid Oof. because of that reason? No, I don't think so. Because I think Real Madrid... Whether it be Real Madrid or Manchester City, they were both going to have the possession. They were both going to have the ball. It's just, the, you know, the players they have. What would have been interesting, I would have preferred Real Madrid only because Real Madrid is used to playing more of that counterattacking style and being able to to uh, break, you know, and, and, and Vinny, we know, Rodrigo, these guys are, are, are laser-paced players. So I would have definitely preferred Real Madrid. I think there's holes in the team, as we saw. And Manchester City is just insane because you know forget about 15 deep they're 23 deep and maybe even 24 25 yeah, right. mm. all mm. those players can be starting 11 so are you guys no we're not, deep. we're not we're not we're not as it come on, 300 come on. million to build inter 900 million to build yeah. this man city side no it's a whole different yeah. a whole different level game, of, of, yeah. of players salaries you see I mean, it in the premier league too look at their level of depth that they were able oh, to yeah. go past arsenal yeah. Because their second team, you know, so Arsenal good. had like 13 players. Man yep. City's second team can still help them win the Premier yep. League. But if you had to pinpoint, I'll ask anyone, where do you think tactically Inter can actually hurt this Man City side? We know the we know the Manchester City side. We know Holland. We know Grealish, Bernardo Silva. Where do you think Inter actually has a chance of beating Manchester City? Well, like you said, defensively, they have to be perfect. So you, you need to, <coughs> to stop. They have a lot of players that can hurt you. Uh, Holland uh, is the first guy, then they have Grealish, then they have uh, uh, one of the best midfielders in the world uh, that can shoot from outside, he can set up uh, Holland. I mean, there's a lot of places. So if you play a perfect game defensively, I think first you don't have to receive any goals. Yeah. So if you make the team not to receive a goal, I think that... Uh, uh, Lautaro can hurt, can can score a goal. I mean, Lautaro, I think, can score against anybody. 
And uh, between Lukaku and Checo, and, and they're good. Yeah, you might get a goal, you know. <laughs> you might get a goal, yeah. but you yeah, might get so you, need, you only need one goal. You need a dream. You know? I think you need a dream. <laughs> yeah, dollar, <laughs> and a dream. <laughs> dollar and a dream. Dollar and a dream. Not a fake dream. Another dollar a dream, Paisa. Uh, I think that's exactly the game plan. I think, you know, Inzaghi, we're going to have to defend in numbers and we have to be able to break on the counter. Mm. Um, you know, what I what I like to see in the first game versus Milan, the two chances that we got on the counter, we were able to score right mm -hmm. away. So I think that's also going to be an important part. Being able to score, not necessarily early, but clinical. first and, and be clinical on the chances that we have because I feel we're not going to have many. Um, and then one more, and one more advantage, right. I guess, is the fact the funeral that home has been already uh, booked. Well, we're gonna be playing in Istanbul. Go on, go on. What we're we're playing say? in Istanbul, so it's not Manchester. Yeah, it's neutral. So it's a neutral ground. It's you know, there's there's maybe um, some additional supporters because Chanoglu is Turkish. I don't know, but maybe <laughs> Gudegan yeah. is there too. They don't, like, they don't like him. They don't like him. I don't know if they don't like him, but, but so it, it's just a matter of. You he know, he plays for Germany. That's what I'm saying. Gundogan, yeah. Gundogan. Yeah. Oh, Gundogan. Oh boy. Yeah. Hey, I tell you what. I tell you. Go ahead. You finish with your analysis. No, I was just gonna say that the you know the, the so important part. Chance. How many chances you give yourself? The important part is that we beat Milan and we're in the oh, final whoa. after 13 years okay. and after having. Congratulations! I already shook your hands. Had, I'm gonna shake it one more time. Thank you. Okay. Appreciate it. So your how many chances was, you give yourself? What's your percentage? Percentage? Meter? I say 70-30. Man City. Okay. Wow, you give yourself 30 chances? 30%, yeah. You're pretty good, you're pretty What do you say? You know. That's not What's a lot. What's your percentage? 60-40. No. Um, Mike? 75-25. Okay, I got 65-35. I have 90-10. <laughs> 90 oh. Manchester City, 10. Jamie Carragher has the same. Sure. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. <clears throat> that 3-5-2 is not going to work. Not against Man City. Gaetano, which is a guru in this kind of a stuff, it will just go to Inzaghi and say, hey, Paisa, just put a 4-4-2 yeah, over the there. Three, the, I don't believe Get in the 4-4-2, four, four, just yeah. leave but it. But you can't change now. How are you going to change you're the Champions League finals. You're going to play the three no, in the five. And you got to go to war. And the only way that I think Inter wins this game, and Manchester City is a better team, Manchester City has to have an off day. Mike, I'm banking on the fact that Inter play perfect, absolutely perfect, no lost balls, because they'll kill you if you do that, and that... There's the obsession and a lot of pressure from that Manchester City side. Mm -hmm. Will that affect them? I don't know. But I'm banking on the fact that they're obsessed with winning the Champions League. Kind of like when England had was playing in Wembley and they were already singing it's coming home. They thought that they won the game already. I'm hoping that that pressure hurts them. I'm not saying it will, but I think that's the only real chance for Inter to do it. And I will say, Inter is not fun to play against because they put Real Madrid in that position. Man City put Real Madrid in that position which is Real Madrid is not used to that position. Mm -hmm. They're not comfortable there. I feel like Inter is comfortable in the yeah, trenches. Yeah, they They're comfortable going to war, battling it out, defending, absorb pressure, and counter lightning quick. Again, not saying that it's going to work, but if there was any team to go there and try to beat Manchester City, I feel like Inter is, could be that team. No, you do have a point, Mark. I agree with you. They are <laughs> that, that scrappy kind of team, but they cannot afford to make any... Uh, Mistakes. If, if the midfield is good, if they're absorbing that pressure, winning the balls, Onana has a stellar game, the defense plays synchronized, and they're clinical. Game of their lives. It's one game. It Mike, can happen. Who would you play, Czech or Lukaku? Oh, to be honest, 
Jack of the season has been stepping up to the to the plate for the big games and then bring Lukaku in as need be. I think that's the best case. You give Lukaku, uh, you give Lukaku coming in as a substitute because that's what he's been doing. Jacko's been performing with uh, Lautaro up front, and you gotta you gotta give it to him. I wouldn't change anything. Anyone disagree? You, that's that's me personally. To me, it doesn't make any difference. I'll tell you the reasons why. <laughs> Inter, Come on. Inter, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you. Let me just say it because the reality is what it is. You guys are dreaming. The reality is this, guys. The only people that they can hurt, mid, the midfield Inter is stacked up pretty nicely, okay? They do not have the offensive weapons that uh, Manchester City has, okay? So the only way, the only way, if you maintain that 3-5-2 formation, it's with the hope that DiMarco and Dumfries, they go down, the, if, they, if they allow them to, they've been allowed to go down, and they cross the ball into the middle, or they, or they create some, uh, you know, a superiority, they take mm -hmm. the guy one-on-one, -on -one and they go into, a, mm -hmm. you know, a superiority chances, and maybe, you know, Boom, you just pass the ball in the middle, boom. And, uh, you know, a shot from outside of the box or, or, or an header from Zeko or whatever, that can make a difference. But... So you're starting Jekyll? Oh, yeah. Okay. Lukaku's not a starter for me. It's I would disagree a... with that. I, I know that Jekyll's been starting those games. I would start Lukaku. Oh, that's a big risk. I That's that's the way that I feel. I feel like Lukaku's so hot right now. He scored again. He's get he's finding the right moments. I would repay him for that faith. I know Jekyll does a great job at holding up the play. But even Lukaku, who's scary running into space, right? Because Man City's going to have to play a high line. Season. They're going to be... Yeah, but he is getting into oh, that yeah. form. Since April, he's got the most goals. If you see Lukaku, he's got the he most goals can, since April. But he still can't run the same yes, way the two seasons no, he's, ago. I didn't say the same, but he is running. Who's scared? Who can run in behind the defense better? Is it Jekyll or is it Lukaku? For me, Lukaku is more scary to play a, a higher line for Manchester City if you got Lukaku running behind the you. The thing is, Inzaghi is very safe, so he's not gonna he's gonna stick to his guns. I think it's gonna be very short. No, no, no I'm not playing. arguing. I think that he will start Jekyll. Mm. I'm saying that I would yeah. start Lukaku. Yeah, Catano, Catano, when you what see do you the, think? when you, you, you saw you no, no, let me, I got a good point for him. When you saw the game, <laughs> when you saw the game of Manchester City against Real Madrid, when you are on non-possession situation, when when Manchester City's got no possession, Real Madrid had the ball, what happened? They pressed them so hard. When they were not handling the ball, Manchester City, he was an inst he was a bomb and grounding one after the other. Well, that's uh, that's <clears throat> Guardiola, you know, that's his style. As no chance they, for as them. As soon as uh, they lose the ball, they get it right away. They get it back right away. Well, mm. What scares me is the one-on-one. -on -one. Um, if you get one-on-one -on -one in the back, mm -hmm. you know, that's, um, that's very dangerous. And when you have the two fullbacks that are way up and you're left with three guys, or two guys in the back, and they counterattack, hmm. so that, that I don't like. With the Lukaku Jekyll, you have a preference? Uh, I think that because he started Jekyll in the last couple of Champions League games and they were successful, he's going to stick with Jekyll to start. But if it was up to you? If it was up to me, I would probably, because... Uh, they did well in the previous games. I will, I will let it keep go. It like yeah, I will keep it the same. Yeah. Just I, I feel like the the players are uh, synchronized, right? and, and they feel hey, we did well with this team. This is the team that brought us to the final. Meritocracy, Let's baby. start like that. And if you don't do well, hey, you change. So, Marco, who do you sacrifice? Who you sacrifice on De Bruyne? Okay, Gundogan. Which player you're gonna put on top of them? You're gonna have to put Barella on one of them. <laughs> Acerbi, he got the butterfly net for Holland. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. You have to sacrifice three of your best midfielder, either Mkhitaryan, Barella, or Brozovic, or oh. whoever is gonna be playing inside over there. 
to take away those three creation and three big, big, mm. those are a multi-level, extremely, not even Renaissance uh, players. Those are <laughs> very like Renaissance players. Those are capable to do anything. National they're capable, players. Yeah, they're capable to dribble the ball. They're capable yeah. to jump the man. They're capable to create. They need two guys on the groin. That guy's incredible. And they take, they're capable can't, to though. shoot the ball. You can't put <laughs> two guys so on anyone I because know. they're so good. Each, that that, so that good. was the thing that impressed me the most is that the Bruin could dribble his man, Bernardo Silva, Jack Grealish, and Holland. They all dribble their man. So you can't double up. It's impossible. Anyway, you were at the match. Mm. You were at this game thanks to Skrill. Yes. And you were stuck with Mike in Milan. I was not stuck. Mike is good. How was it? How was it? A lot oh. of people a lot of people said you went there and then they lost. Are you upset? Not really. I enjoy the game. I mean, the loss is a loss because, uh, you know. But I enjoy. I enjoy the atmosphere. I enjoy San Siro. Spectacular. Uh, you know, the thing is that I, I can't imagine if, I, if we had the, the, the stadium filled up with AC Milan fans. But nevertheless, uh, we were pampered. We were on the on the lounge. We were eating spectacular appetizers, food and this Sepia. and that. I was with my AC Milan gear. I got to talk to Massaro. He's one of uh, one of my idol of the the, the Athens uh, finals over there. And I got to ask him a few questions. And uh, I got to shake hands with him. I got to hug the Champions League Cups. And I got to do a lot of we stuff. We met a lot of fans too. And we met a lot of fans. I didn't know. We are in the, inside of this, uh, this little dungeon over here. We are doing a podcast over here. I didn't know how popular we are when we live in those four worlds. What, people were coming up to you? A lot of them. You're a little Stellina. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of people that came, <laughs> including Inter fans. I mean, not necessarily. Did you have any funny interactions? Uh, yeah, I would say pretty much. Uh, you know, they said, I'm not, you know, I'm not an AC Milan fan. I might enjoy watching the podcast. And some of them, they were making fun of me. They said, before the game, they said, you're going to lose today. I said, all right, it's okay. You met your buddy too from your hometown in Bari. I, don't I know met a bunch, a bunch of uh, friends from my town. Out of nowhere, right? We just said, uh, we met them in, in Piazza Duomo. And uh, How did you never go to San Siro for this game before? <sighs> you know, my life it was about trying to accomplish a bunch of tasks. I didn't grow up privileged like you did grow up, <laughs> you know, or pampered. I had to go to work during the summer, go fishing. You know, I mean, this is not a joke, and I, I'm proud of it. I had to go fishing all the summer to be able to support myself starting in Venice. And uh, I played soccer as much as I could, but uh, my goal was to step away from my uh, family business, which I we were doing extremely well. I said, I don't want to do something else. So I was in Venice, I landed over there, and uh, I didn't have that much that luxury to be able to travel all the time or to be able to enjoy the game. But now I can see myself. <laughs> I can I can subscribe to that lifestyle, and I'm subscribe thinking I'm thinking very seriously that I might be able to. Uh, you should go to at least two or three. Games. No, I want to go to more than oh, two or three oh, games. Oh, 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 maybe from zero to yeah, now. No, no, I'm maybe seven, eight games, ten games a year. We'll see. We'll see. Ten games a year. We will see. That's every month, almost. Every month. Yeah, I can do that. I don't know, but they sent yeah, you, they sent right. you and then Milan lost. So what do you do, man? Is he gonna fly you there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, of course, I got flying. Uh, I got flying partners <laughs> over here. <laughs> partners. How was Mike? Oh, Mike was a pain in the ass, but it was fun. It was fun. He used to drag me around. I was. He drugged you? No, he, he dragged. Drag, he was drag. using me like a, a yo-yo. Do this. No, Good move over here. Do this. Run. He made me do a lot of those stupid Ron, things. Ron, what are you, dog? He made me do poses. We did frisbee. The... We call frisbee. Good boy. Say, yeah, he made me catch the, 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 the frisbees. Good boy. So, <laughs> the, Milan, the Milan story was spectacular, though. The Casa Milan was off the chart. That was my uh, one of my uh, biggest highlights. I don't about everything from there. Yeah, I, 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 saw, I saw. You saw the credit card. I saw the, I saw the bill and some of the stuff. Some of the stuff that I couldn't get it because they, they ran out of the sizes. But the sizes were gone. Was, 
because the, the store was assaulted by the, the, the AC Milan fan from the previous game. Mm. Mike, so what about assault. your perspective? How was it? It was good. Um, I wish I could have enjoyed it like Antonio, <laughs> just because um, there was a lot to do. There's stuff to do every day. But yeah, when, when I got to the stadium, it was incredible. Um, your first Champions League game too, right? First Champions League game, yeah. yeah. You've been to the San Siro, but you never saw Champions League. Yeah, yeah. We've been to a lot of games. And the Derby. That's and a the big derby. difference. First time for a Derby too. First time for a Derby. Yeah, that was incredible. I mean, just the, inter- <sighs> the, the decibels in there, just shaking around. Really? Like... Mm-hmm. You could have put a 500 speakers around your ears in this room, and it would even amount the noise level to was the, way massive. To the sound of it, it was a, like your veins were inside. Everything was just shaking. It's hard all to your explain. Body, all your organs were like, just. I'm going sure over you guys places. been to packed stadiums. <laughs> go to the doctor. But this a semifinal Champions League when Inter were up when they scored. Oh my God! It was like you can't explain these kinds of feelings. You know what was shocking to me? I saw Micah Richards his reaction to the San Siro. That's what like shock because you know I've been to games and I've seen these big moments. Yeah. I went to the Derby before, and for, I don't want to say it's normal, but we grew up in this sort of environment, knowing the Italian football and the stadium yeah. experience and the way that we live football in Italy. And to see him where he was like, "Wow, this is un- indescribable." That's what shocked me because obviously they cover, they know a lot of the English yeah, games. He's been prime. to the Etihad a lot. It's a little bit different from the New York Red Bull games. <laughs> Just a little bit. But and he played there, I think, right? He Fiorentina. said he played. Uh, uh, Fiorentina, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. a derby is, uh, is more. Yeah, a derby is more. So, yeah. good job. Good stuff, Anto. Yeah, you did, very, Anto did very well. Yeah, let's do it over. We'll let's tickets it right now? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who's paying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's see if we can prank somebody else. Maybe we'll win something. <laughs> we'll buy the check. Let's not make names, okay? We'll buy the check. Anto, no more check-ins. Yeah, maybe this guy will give them a real ticket. God forbid this guy here wins. We're going to have to chain him over here, and we're just going to take the ticket away. He's still not talking. Yeah, look at him. Oh, God, look at him. We got, we got him. We got you, Paisa. <laughs> We yeah, got you, you see it how, was not my idea. But did you see how excited I was? Yes, you were excited. Yeah. To the point that you didn't want to shake my hand. No, <laughs> he, he was more skeptical. You were very skeptical. Yeah, you weren't yeah. a believer. I don't, yeah, you didn't seem sold. No, I mean, yeah. I wasn't jumping up and down. Uh, uh, <laughs> so what's been on your mind? What's what's at you? There's been a lot of uh, a lot of things happening in Serie A and football. We talk about Champions League. We talk about Inter. So uh, we're gonna talk about um, what happened today with the points, or you want to talk about later? Yeah, let's no, talk. we can, let's we can do the points. On. We still gotta talk about Spalletti. We yeah. gotta talk about yeah, Roma. Get it out of your chest. Get it out. You of wanna your do chest. ten points? Yeah, let's do that. I mean, it is a joke that uh, you first you penalize fifteen points, then you give the fifteen points back, and then maybe it's gonna be nine, maybe it's gonna be eight. Uh, let's make it ten. I mean, you cannot do that to a team. You want to wait until the end of the season. You wait until the end of the season. They yeah. need to pay a fine. They need to pay points. They need to whatever they, <coughs> they the penalty is. But it's not only fair to Serie A. It's not fair to Juventus. It's not fair to the fans. It's not fair to the other teams because the other teams they don't know what position is Juventus going to be in. You know, so that they. Uh, you know, are we going to qualify? What happens if you're the team that it's in the edge? Whether you know, did you hear Mourinho's quote? That uh, no, I didn't hear Mourinho. He said he said uh, he was really mad. He said this is a joke. Yeah. He said I, it changed Roma season because we would have done things differently when we played Monza and Bologna. We thought we could only qualify for Champions League through Europa League, so we went all in on that competition. Right. Yeah. yeah, no, but it's but it's not only Roma. I think it's the other teams too that. They, uh, where you are in the six, seven, eight team, 
It's not fair. I, I don't think it's fair. It's and not I, fair to who, Gaetano? Uh, I just said it. It's, it's not, not fair, fair to who? To the fans. It's not fair to the, Juventus. To it's not teams. fair to Serie A. Yeah, it's true. It, it's not, it's yeah, not fair to right. the other teams For sure. well, that are fighting. Because they calculate the points, right. too. Well, yeah. I to beg you to different, there. though. I beg you to different. So, Right. Back to differ. No, I beg the difference only for the Juventus fa- uh, the Juventus uh, part. But I think I think you mean the way it's gone about. Like if if there's a trial and there's all that stuff, okay, that's one thing. I agree that you can't do it ten minutes before they're about to play no, a game no, it's and true. then it right. you give in and you take it back. That's a part that to me doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that if it's at the end of the season, okay. I think that also we don't look good. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Serie yeah. doesn't look good by by operating like this. Yeah. Okay. I am sure that this happens in the other leagues, okay? What you do is at the end of the season, you'll see what happened and then you penalize the team. But not in the middle of the season, you take points, yeah. you give it back and then mm. you don't know and then you appeal and then, I mean, that's uh, that's not the way you do things. But on the other end, Gatano, this is my point, okay? So Juventus did the things, they tried to cook the books a little bit, whatever the case might be. But uh, in, in all fairness, I agree with you that you do things at the end of the season, but uh, at the end of the day, what's there is there. People, they need to know. Those are information. Uh, this is, we, we, we are living in the world of information. Everything that uh, we're constantly looking at the phones, we're looking at all of those things. People, they need to know. You cannot be waiting until the end of the season. You can still, with the idea that something may happen. So if something is known, has been known, already just leave it on the table for the penalizing up a portion i 100 agree with you but just lay all the facts on the table and then don't leave everything i mean in other words don't don't put a cover on the top and then after the campionato it's over then then you 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 know you do the, the plus and minus okay 10 points eight points seven points because after that you can just still compromise the the season of other teams like the way the way you said it so I, I have a hot take my hot take is that i don't think that this will be as bad for juventus that not being in the champions league next season because they're basically out of the champions league with the loss to empoli yeah, was which bad. was a disaster was the bad. players were awful um that's one thing but i and they have to play against milan they're if they won empoli there still could have been the path if they had been empoli and being milan now it looks almost certain not but my point is juventus Things have not been done the right way. Allegri is a coach that needs to go, right? And the last couple of years, every time Juventus, by the by the hair of their chin, get into the Champions League, right? And what does it do? It forces them to make short-term solutions, right? Band-aids. They put band-aids onto problems. Sign Di Maria, sign Pogba. We bring Allegri back. We need to, we need to win now. We need to win today. Whereas the foundation has been cracked for a while. The foundation from the management, the sporting director, which is awful, the finances, the way that they've done business, the coaching, the philosophy, the players that they've signed, the hunger within the players, all of that is rotten. And when you get the Champions League, of course, financially hurts the team, but when you just get that, you don't get to start from zero. And if this is their sign that they need to start from zero, they need to get rid of Allegri because they are going absolutely nowhere with him. You saw it in Europe this year. The loss to Sevilla was a disaster. The way that they've gone about in the Campeonato is a disaster. Start from zero. Bring in a young coach. Bring in a young coach with new ideas, fresh ideas. Get rid of players that are on way too big of salaries. Bring in young players and get a proper sporting director. These are all the paths that they should take. There's plenty of coaches. Paladino, Italiano, 
Tiago Mota, there's a list of these coaches that have a proper mentality that will take you to the promised land. So that's the only way that I would say, okay, these 10 points, maybe it could be the blessing in disguise that they need. Listen, one other question I asked Massaro, said, uh, Daniele, who, who do you think is the coach that mostly resembles uh, Enrico Sacchi style of uh, the calcio totale di Sacchi that you can see right now in Serie A or somewhere else? So I was expecting him to, pre- to bring uh, up either Italiano or, or uh, De Zerbi, one of those. Guess who said? He said Ancelotti. I mean, Ancelotti was his, uh, his allievo when he was coaching AC Milan. But again, he said that Ancelotti, according to him, is the, one of the most uh, uh, great interpreter of the culture totale that uh, he experienced playing uh, uh, under Sacchi. So, uh, but that, I mean, I'm sure he could have named a few others. Uh, I was expecting either De Zerbi or somebody else, but uh, he named Ancelotti. So Ancelotti doesn't have the squad right now to be able to face to face uh, Guardiola because it's about power, it's about physicality, it's about, uh, uh, you know, a technical ability. That's what I think that um, the, the, the soccer has been played at this level. Look at this, we, they, they bring people that they are, uh, they, they're like uh, people from Mars or from other planets that they, they come in and, uh, you know, you know, walking at the grass and uh, at the stadium to, to play in, 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 in those arenas. And then you have to just face uh, the, the reality that uh, money, money is a factor in soccer. So, oh, well, uh, well, that's a big factor. And that's why also with this, going back to the point as far as the judicial system and how they went about it, I think just to, to leave my remark on it is you could have still uncovered everything and had the judicial process because there's always going to be an appeal. There's always going to be um, something that, you're going to have to follow up with or go through. And at that point, they should have went through everything. And then at the end, figure out a point deduction or just say Juventus is not allowed in, into Europe because there was also discussions of UEFA coming in if Italy weren't to um, come down with a penalty. So that's my take. And it makes Serie A look really, really bad when there's these ups and downs and points given, points taken away. And it does compromise the rest of the teams and their approach to the game, especially when you're managing the different competitions, you know, whether it's Europa League, Coppa Italia, Champions League. Now you're trying to figure out. And then if you already think that you're out and done, like Mourinho said, he's going to focus in, in one thing and that's Europa League. So yep. that that's my first take. Mm-hmm. Then with, as far as Juventus and what Marco was saying, you know, uh, Allegri, He's, it's insane, it's insane that the, the prior, you know, uh, management even gave a contract of that magnitude to Allegri when, you know, majority of the times nowadays, especially in modern football, two, three years tops. You don't see guys getting or staying in one place longer than that. Yeah. You know, aside from the, maybe the English, because they have two roles where they're the you know, Sport uh, director and the yeah, manager. they're the manager proper, which they do all the transfer market and everything else. You know, everyone else, it's it's a you know swinging doors almost. Mm-hmm. So it was weird, and the reason why they gave that much money to Allegri and gave that contract link was because he was about to sign with Real Madrid. So mm, they should have taken it. It was <laughs> it's insane. It's insane. But when when you do that. Allegri is not known to be the, the the coach that's going to, you know, develop the player or play a certain style. So you already know what you're doing. So they've kind of created their own death sentence, if we want, as far as what's going on within this Juventus team. And like Marco said, now is a time where we're out of Champions League or wherever the case might be. Hey, next year, we might get, yelled, you know, jeered at by the, by the fans. 
but we're going to have La Nozero, where we're going to be able to build. clean house, build what we have to build, even if we're going to lose Forget about whatever, Europa League. Forget 15 about million. We don't have any expectations aside from we have some players that we like. We evaluate our players. This is the list of players. Vlahovic, what do we do? Keep them or sell them? Miretti, Fagioli, these old guys Chiesa, that are, yeah. that can play. And Chiesa, they, what, gotta, they have a good but look mix at Chiesa. Of, of players. Chiesa, I, I mean... This guy looks like a completely different player. And I again, we don't know. Is it the injury that he's just not come back the same? Or is it the position that he's playing in under Allegri? But it is like, it's shocking. It's shocking the lack of desire players have and teams have. And then you see, you hear the situation with Vlaovic that he's not happy. Bonucci hasn't been happy in a long time. Chiesa doesn't seem happy. So many important players within the team are against Allegri, it seems like, mm -hmm. from the outside looking in. Yeah. What, do you, what do you think? What's your take? No, I, I mean they have some uh, some good players in the team. Um, so going looking on the future, get to your uh, get your seven eight players that you really want to keep, and the rest of them all out. You, you have some young good players. I think that Fajoli is is he has a future. Uh, if you like Gatti, he could have a future. Uh, Miretti is good. Bremer, you know, uh, Bremer Kim. is good. Oh, a lot of great players. Um, Fagioli, Chiesa, mm -hmm. and uh, and then you decide, hey, you know, do I want? Uh, what do I do with Vlaovic? Is getting maybe you monetize him, right? Eighty uh, eighty million dollars. What do we do? Decide Milik, uh, Chiesa, Di Maria, Paredes, uh, Pogba. Uh, Pogba. I mean, Pogba is a disaster. He should have he should have been let go. Uh, what about the coach? From the beginning, get a new coach. Uh, get a new coach, start fresh, and, um, you know, uh, because they're not going to play in the Europa League next yeah. year. Yeah. I, then you concentrate, <coughs> you get these young players, you concentrate on the championship, and that's it. No, Gaetano, I think I agree with you. They got to, just like every other great team, just like Milan and Inter, they got to start from scratch. It's, it's tough, but look how much they won in their nine-year dominance. They did incredible, more than any other Italian team that won in Italy. So they just got to start again. Hopefully they keep the good core players, lower the salaries, they're not going to have that Champions League money again, and just keep it going. Hopefully it's not as long of, of a drought that we've seen in the past with other Italian teams. But you got a new management, you're going to get a new coach. You can't. It's not something that you turn over in a couple of weeks. It takes time, and you, you can't continue with small little fixes. You got to start again, start a strong foundation, and build from there. But the management will be the biggest thing exactly yeah. that's all got I, got I would also say now they're saying well actually <coughs> you know why he said Juntoli right why do you say it like that you don't remember this no you don't remember when we had um Momblano on our uh on our show that's how we said it he told he asked so him how do you ago. say it what? how long ago was that this was years ago like COVID. he said Juntoli he said that from the region that Juntoli is from they say Juntoli. Really? You guys make fun of me. Whatever I bring up wow. the Greek language, there's accents, so you can never Juntoli. mess this up. You can never say, you can never mess up how a name's Juntoli. pronounced. Juntoli. Everyone says Juntoli. I'm saying there's different, no, different no, no. pronunciations. Like he, never, he always wow. said Juntoli, and then Momblano told him that time. I remember there's a video of it. Like, 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 you know how Prater has a little accent on the E? They need that for every word in Italian. They have that in Greek. You never mess anything up. But it's not about that. It's about the accent. Marco, the Italian, la lingua della perfezione. We have the language of perfection. No. One is ever gonna oh, spell. I'm not saying. No, no, no. Nobody's ever it's gonna about ask a dialect. To spell a word. But we just said two different names. Two different 
It's a dialect thing, though. It's a dialect. So how do you say it then? It's Juntoli. But from his region, it's like dialect. Any dialect, they say things differently. It's like in Brooklyn. What do you say? What's up? Or you say, what is, what is the real thing? Ma what is up? You got three uh, that's vowels. That's a contraption. Ci sono that's different. Marco, look at me. Ci sono tre vocali. Three vowels, okay? I. Do you guys know what I'm talking you about? You and O at the end. Okay, okay. No one cares about uh, this. Anyway, right, so let's, let's move on. What I was going to say about Juventus, aside from all this trauma and, 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 and problems, right? The team still, if they don't get the point deductions, are in second place. It's... It's a, a far cry from what the reality is of this Juventus team because I think the biggest issue is the way that they play and just the you know the fact that um, in Europe they were a failure. So within Italy, they made they were able to maintain the one nothing, you know, Vittorio di Cortomuso the way that Allegri likes. But it's like what is what does Juventus want now moving forward? That's the biggest know, thing. They're stuck. That's they're, that's they're in a catch twenty two because they want short-term success they want it right now yeah. but it's not how it works it's it's just not the way that it was done it's like in 2010 when they had this rehaul they finished seventh place two times in a row mm -hmm. they brought in marotta they brought in conte, conte they brought yeah. in all young young players that hadn't won but they had fire in them mm -hmm. and when you watch the game against sevilla there was you no could fire. lose to sevilla sevilla is a team that they're the real madrid of europa league but not in that manner you're up one zero the second thing, they defend, but they don't defend well. Juventus defend in numbers. They just throw everybody back, but they are not good defenders. They don't yeah, know how to defend. Yeah. And then the next thing, Sevilla looks like they were fighting to not get relegated that game. That's the fire that Sevilla had. Wow. Juventus looked like it was a preseason friendly. <coughs> Every player, not intelligent, not smart, not witty, not understanding how to win a game, to manage, to fight. Besides Gatti, maybe. Because Gatti had it he's in got, him. He's got, the he's got the fire. He seems like he understands what it means to play for Juventus. When so many others don't. So, Listen, whatever. For, it, Michael, it gets very deep. Marco, for the life of me, I think Juventus should, should uh, welcome this uh, this uh, 10 points uh, uh, penalization like a welcoming news to them. In other words, I don't know about welcoming news. Let me say it. Let me just 10 try points to and 40 million. That's all right, Pete. You got time. You have to go through the painful process to, to, be, to be facing the reality. And they said, okay, you know what? We got penalized. Let's start from scratch. Yeah. The other point that I wanted, to, I wanted to make, he he was right on my opinion, and I still I think with millions of viewers and listeners that we have in this podcast, I wanted to know, okay, what do we have? I do not understand one rule, still now or della giustizia sportiva. Okay, you are a lawyer. You have to tell me the do's and the don't that every team and every management is allowed to do. A lot, there is a lot of confusion out there. A lot of people, they're still guessing around why Juventus is being penalized those 10 points. Marco said it right before. There are so many teams that they're doing exactly the same thing, but they are good and not getting caught. You could be one of them. Okay? <laughs> no, I'm serious. But anyway, anyway. No, but, but, no. but, but, but we, we know this. We need We've to know the do's and the don'ts. What is it that Juventus this, got either way, We're not, not going to get any answers it from, wasn't, from this. It wasn't, there's two different things. It's not just the plus Valenza. There's also the financial part of the accounting. The salaries, you're the saying. The salaries yes. for that during the, the COVID. The plus Valenza, the meaning that they amplify the numbers just to be able to cover the books on the financial yeah. side. The inflator. Yeah, but it's also to to cover yeah, exactly, very much. Yeah. You know, you, your you know uh, what's it called balance sheet. Balance sheet. Oh, yes. Um, mm. So that that's one part, and that's something that, like you said, there is no actual rule to say, hey, you can't value Pjanic at eighty million and uh, the guy that they got Arthur, Arthur at seventy five yeah. million. Like you can't do that. 
There's not there's no rule about it. But there is a rule on falsifying, you know, financial statements or paying or having separate contracts for for players that during COVID you're not supposed to be paying this money, but you're still paying them. That's the issue as well, especially when Juventus is is a public company, publicly traded company, where people are investing their own money based on the financial reports Mm -hmm. that you're sending. But on that side, wouldn't you argue that, and then we'll end the conversation, but wouldn't you argue that it should be like a a money thing, like a money problem rather than a fine? criminal. It could be a criminal problem, yeah. Yeah. Which I think everyone's okay with. I I don't think Juventus fans care where they end up. Anyway, let's talk about football. Yeah, Yeah, because it's painful. See, Marco, I want to change the subject because it's very painful. We talk about it for too long. I want to talk about the game. I want to talk about football. We need to talk about the ball Let's talk about the game of today. I want to talk about Spalletti. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Spalletti. This was a earthquake when I found out this morning. This is... We're in round 36. There's two rounds to go. Napoli did an incredible season. And now all of a sudden, we get this crazy news that it seems like Spalletti is going to be leaving Napoli. The rumors started to come out that um, the problem is between De Laurentiis and Spalletti, the relationship that they have. Again, rumors, reports. They say that there was a clause within Spalletti's contract that could have been activated. It was already agreed upon. Could have been activated to renew him for an additional year. Spalletti says that he wanted to have a conversation with De Laurentiis about the future, about the future in terms of signings, the future where they're going to go, and, of course, money. How much is he going to make? Because they agreed a salary before, but he feels like he earned more than, you know, he punched above his weight. He won them the Scudetto. He's very upset that he automatically activated this. What I've heard is that he wants double the salary, Spalletti. He's making 2.8 million euros. Very low yeah, compared extreme, to low. the over eight million that we see Jose yeah. Mourinho and Allegri, Allegri yeah, win, and they sure. haven't won anything within Serie A. It seems like everything is going for Spalletti to leave Napoli. What do you think? Well, this is um, all new to me. I, I mean, I, I thought it was only rumors. I didn't think it was true. But if it is true, I wouldn't be surprised because he did the same thing to Ancelotti. And Ancelotti, as we know, is one of the top uh, coaches of in history uh, of, of all time. But he didn't win anything with Napoli. But you got to give him a chance. That's true. I mean, you got to give him the time. It's not that you go there. If if you have a project, I mean, the project it takes time for the project to develop. Yeah. And if you're going to interfere all the time with the coach, well, then uh, and I feel like ADL he has done it in the past. He did it with uh, with other coaches be, even before Ancelotti. He's involved, but you could, but then you could argue that it worked out. Look, by him getting rid of those players, he did something that they that Napoli haven't done in 33 years. Yeah, they got uh, it led them to Spalletti. Uh, I'm not sure about that because you don't know if with Ancelotti they would have won the Champions League. Uh, so I'm I'm not sure about that. Now you won, but, it, but how about how about with the players that now he got you of? won? You, you won, yes, you won the uh, the season. But now, what do you do? You 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 have a beautiful toy that you built over these years, and now you're gonna you're gonna break it. Mm. I mean, keep keep. I mean, what he said on the uh, on the interview is that he wants to win next year and he wants to win the year after. I think Spalletti did a fantastic job, and if the guy wants double the money and he's making two point five and he's gonna make five million dollars, a lot of other coaches that make more than him. And they haven't won, so 
I mean, you gonna you gonna start again? You gonna mm. you, you gonna sell the players? You are gonna sell Spalletti? Even if you keep the same players, maybe with Spalletti there's some kind of chemistry that it worked out this year. Yeah, and next year it might not work out. Yeah, so I, Team Spalletti. I mean, huh? Team Spalletti. Mm. I, you're I, on Spalletti's side. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I wanted to add yes. something. I agree with you, Gaetano. I feel like ADL is a little too hands-on at times, and by winning this. I feel like this gassed him up even more. And he he does I feel like he has an ego in the sense that, oh, he wants more money. Who does he think he is? I brought him in or I did it. And I feel like he builds himself up. He's like, I don't need Spalletti. I can get someone else. Just like, you think you're better than Ancelotti? I sacked Ancelotti. I got you. And then you won. I was like, right. I feel like he can you argue that he was right? Because look you what could, he did. Look at Insigne. We all said he's crazy to lose Insigne, Koulibaly, Mertens, yeah. and Fabian Ruiz. We yeah. all sat here mm -hmm. and said, what is he doing? You could argue that he was right. And, uh, and it, it worked out. It did work out. But then you got to see the other side. Because it's the money's minuscule compared to the other Serie A coach. Even $5 million. You won, the, you won uh, the Scudetto. You went so far in the Champions League. Pay the man. But he could say, we have a contract. It's not in the contract. Yeah. The contract, we agreed on this. You didn't put... Spalletti didn't say, if I win the Scudetto, I get yes. a bonus. But right. also... Did ADL really expect that this was going to be a reality but, okay, too? But from Spalletti's you know? side, you know, his agents, shouldn't they, they should put that in a contract. You yeah, agree that clause. we have this renewal, no matter what. It doesn't say if you finish in first place or you yeah. finish in 19th yeah. place. But you also he's making think, the same amount of money. You'd also think out of goodwill, you think from ADL's point of view, wow, we did something historical, monumental. Hey, maybe I should give a little bit uh, compared nah, to all the business, sudden, Mike. What do you think? Business. And let's so let's you gonna risk, are you gonna risk leaving? It's not Spalletti? about risking. Listen, first off, what do you mean what, it's not what, risking? Of what, course it is. But Mike, you're gonna Mike, risk him with leaving. But the thing is, so you're not going to allow Juventus or Spalletti's uh, team. I'm Spalletti on this Spalletti side. wrong. Well, what I'm gonna say <laughs> is that this is this is De Laurentiis' business. Okay. And unfortunately, if you just accept whatever people tell you, I want double, I want this. You're gonna get rolled over. You're never gonna get what you need. So the important thing is that. De Laurentiis, he has a project and he knows what he wants. It could be a wrong decision or it could be the right decision. But whenever somebody says, I want double my uh, money, right? It's not like you just say, yes, Paletti, I'll give you everything that you want because you want me to Scudetto. It doesn't work that way. Double the, of what, though? But whatever the case might be, it doesn't matter double of what. In the end, million. there was a unilateral contract where Napoli was able to exercise the option and they have him for that year. There's an agreement. If, if, Spalletti really wanted more money or wanted something. There should have been something in the contract say, hey, I need to be able to have a bonus. I need to be able to have this. There's different measures that you can be yeah, able I to. Uh, you or know, maybe you work things of, out while the season I, starts. Yeah, obviously then as what what's unfortunate for me is that Napoli just won a historic Scudetto and already the sporting director wants to leave. The Spalletti wants to leave. This guy wants to leave. And so they're already trying to create a little turmoil. What's the next part of this? Juntoli or Juntoli, however you want to say it. That's, um, my <laughs> That's my boy. He he has been in Napoli for a long time, and I think he reached the pinnacle of 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 this Napoli career. Maybe he can do better or do more, but he's already reached a top. And when you're in a certain um, you know team for a long time, you need something new, something fresh. You know, obviously there's been rumors about Juventus. I don't know if it's still uh, you know strongly talked about, but that's obviously a very interesting uh, project for any sporting director. So, Pete, what would you do? If you're De Laurentiis, you have this contract, you're you're in the right. I don't think anyone can argue that De Laurentiis is not in the right technically. You're ADL. What do you do? I think that it's more than just the money situation. That's what I think. I think it was already some tension mm -hmm. building up 
before. I think De Laurentiis also didn't like the fact that they lost to Milan in the Champions League. I I I think there's there's part of yeah. it. Obviously, he said the referees and stuff and that, but he expected more this year. He he tasted. Uh, yeah, victory. F- forget about Prosecco. He tasted champagne. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> he was ready to to really live it up. And um, you know, I think what he's come down to a point where he's gonna still evaluate with Spalletti to understand what's going on. And I think it's more than just the money. But if it was issue. you, yeah. if you were in his shoes, what would you do? Would you double his salary, Spalletti's salary? If it was double just the his money. Sal- no, I would negotiate to meet in the middle. Okay. That's how we would. All right. So you're more team ADL. Yes, okay. I am ADL too, and I'll tell you the reasons why. Anything different than what he said? Ah, uh, yes. Okay, first of all, tell me what's different. Okay, I'll tell you what's the difference. Just give me the chance. (laughs) (laughs) Just like Spalletti, give him the chance. Okay, first of all, if you are into the team and you have the passion, you are you are enjoying coaching those uh, those spectacular players that you assemble, or that the administration has to put it available for you on the grass, enjoy coaching them. And then down the line, you're starting to talk about money. This Spalletti is putting himself ahead of everybody else. I said, hey, I'm the coach. I think I won. No, you didn't win. It's everybody. The group has won. So let's let the season start. And then friendly, maybe while you are you having a pizza or uh, one of those <laughs> things, you throw the, the, the stuff. Hold on, hold on. And you're having a pizza. I applaud De Laurentiis because De Laurentiis, for me, is a, he, already has, he has already a substitute coach. He's got already a coach. Think? Who do you think it is? I will, I will say I will. I like to see Benitez or one of those uh, uh, players. <laughs> this guy's going to send them back to Serie B. What are you talking yo, about? Rosario said the same thing. Listen Rosario to me. Listen to me. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Listen to me. He probably has got Benitez or maybe a couple other names already on, uh, Italiano, on the sleeves. De Zerbi. Right, right. Conte. Diego Motta. Good luck with them. Let we me tell you something. So you think, you think he's the best option? Benitez, the worst coach ever. No, Benitez, I mean, I said what could be one of them. If so it was, who do you like out of those options? Well, then? I like Italiano because Italiano is calcio, calcio totale. I mean, the whole team just mm-hmm. goes up and down, up and down, and they, they play spectacular game. You think but, he can make that jump, though, to yeah. do the pressure? Uh, for, Italiano, for, yes. For a team, like, it's different. I think Italiano can make the jump, but I would have preferred to a team that didn't just win the Scudetto because there's a lot more I pressure. I think Italiano can do it. Italiano can do it. That's I think Italiano pressure. can do it. That's but, a lot of pressure. Uh, listen, but, but Italiano but, is not going anywhere. So. But Catano, the same way, the same way he let Insigne, Koulibaly, and all of those people go without even blinking, okay? Right, right. I think he's doing the right thing. He's, he's, he's sending a message over there. I said, hey, guys, this is a group. I'm in charge of the group. This is the way the things are done. Okay, so if you like it, you stay it. If you don't like it, that is the door. Right? You're you're not a coach. <laughs> you're you're an owner. You're not a coach. Yeah, but the owner. The only, this guy's intelligent. The only, this the guy's only, intelligent. I'm sure he's intelligent. <sighs> but the only coach that did this after 33 years was Paletti. So you have to give credit to to where credit is due. Thank you. I mean, why didn't the other coaches do Thank before you. him? Okay, but, now but, this guy. He makes after thirty-three years, whatever whatever the thing was, he got lucky with Scaraschelli. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay, he got lucky with also men. Maybe they were there at the same time, but it could have he been another it. coach and win nothing. Exactly. Yeah. He was be able to create the chemistry. Okay, how much money did this team brought you in this this year? Exactly. A hundred million. I don't know how much money he brought in because Probably. he went to the. Uh, to Champions League, he, he went quarterfinal. To, quarterfinal. to the quarterfinal. The amount of jerseys they jersey sold. Sales. I mean, the jersey. And now you won the championship. Player values. Player yeah. values. Yeah. So, who costs up the money to, to, to pay for those players? Whether you what pay
He's saying, hey, I provide you with everything you want. Congratulations. Let's do it again. But on my term, not on your term, you sign a contract the way Peter said before. You sign a contract, just respect the contract, and then we can maybe renegotiate. Let me ask you a question. But going, going all the way out and starting before the new season starts, that you want your salary to be double or triple or whatever the case might be, that is wrong. Anto, let's say you're doing a job. Right, you personally. Yeah. Right, and you agree a fee. Right, you say, let's use easy numbers, a hundred thousand dollars. Right, they yeah. say a company tells you, I want you to get us to a million dollars in sales. We'll give you a hundred thousand dollars, Antonio. Yeah. You do it. Not only do you get to a million dollars, you go above and beyond because let's say Napoli's objective was Champions League. Mm -hmm. Right. That's that's a one million dollars for you. Yeah. You get them twenty million dollars in sales. Right. And they say, we'll renew, we'll take up your contract for another $100,000. Now, the next year, when you're, they say, okay, we already agree with you, $100,000. When you go back to them, do you think you would ask for more money? Because you got them $20 million. You thought you were going to get them a million, but you got them $20 million. Wouldn't you think that you, Antonio, would say, hey, maybe I deserve $200,000 the next time around? You see the way this conversation, you know, this conversation is flying right now on a very thin line. We're talking about money. We're not talking about soccer anymore. Hold on, but hold, on, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I know, hold on, please. Just let me just... Can you answer the question though? Uh, I, I will say, I will leave it up to the management to say, hey, listen. So you take another $100,000? Yeah, for the beginning. Yeah, and, then, and, then, and then if you if you do it twice, then the, the management, then yeah, the manager. I know you so well. He's you lying. Lying. He's lying. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. have for a million dollars. He's lying. Listen. I know you're <laughs> Listen, listen. Spalletti. Spalletti is a human being like everybody else. Okay. You're making $3 million in one year. That's a lot of money. Yeah, yeah but that's not what the market, the, market, the market Hold on. Look at the difference he gave them. All that money he gave them. When in the Scudetto, when they were just supposed to make top four, that was supposed to be a thing. There's a difference, right, Anto. You, Mike, you're, you're going to make him walk. Yeah, Mike, leave it. We already said all these are But you're going to make this guy walk and then hold for uh, another coach. You're going to do the same thing for it, two and a half million? He proved it already. already he proved it already. He did it before. He let Ancelotti go. He let somebody else go. He let Sarri go. And they didn't win them the Scudetto. Whoa, but at some point, you're going to win Mike. Give me a break. Give what a break. Mike, if you are in Napoli, you embrace the project of Napoli. He didn't embrace you anyone the play. For the shirts, he did, and he won the Scudetto. Maldini, he's not gonna put the pressure Mike, on Napoli. Why are you arguing with him? Because it doesn't make sense for the people that are disagreeing. Why are you arguing? Mike, if Maldini wins the Champions League, he's not gonna go to the owner of AC Milan and say, oh "I want you to Champions God. League. You have to triple my salary." You know what they're gonna tell him? Goodbye, Charlie. Okay, it's not about the money. It's like it's what you have invested into Listen, the passion for I, the shirts I, and the history. I think it's more than just the money, even for Spalletti, because let's look at it clearly, right? I just won the Scudetto. Forget about the salary, because mm -hmm. I think in the end you can negotiate the salary. Yeah. It's even the fact that I think this is his one-year extension. So he's on a one-year deal after he just won the Scudetto after 33 years. At least you would say, hey, Renew. give me a second year. Give me a, a two-year contract. Give me some money. Uh, bonuses or any other structure that you want to be able to do. So I think that's where the, the negotiation is coming from. But I also think that Spalletti's uh, going through a point where with ADL, there's probably some friction, friction yeah, for yeah. the overall project sure. spending and, and who's going to be the next sporting director and what's going to happen after. Because even for Spalletti, he just wants Scudetto, uh, Napoli the Scudetto. You know, realistically... Can he reach to the next level? Can he win the, the Champions League or double double down and win Scudetto next year? Like, 
There's a lot of pressure now on him. Now Napoli is the tar- has the target on on the on, on their the back. back. Yeah. Let, let's talk about Roma because Roma. Um, I mean, disappointing game today, the two-two with Salernitana. But I want to focus on Europa League. Them getting to the Europa League final. The, the game against Bayer Leverkusen was was crazy. I saw the expected goals. It was like 0. .04 for them. They did whatever they had to do to uh, to to get the job done and hold the one-zero lead. And Bayer Leverkusen wasn't able to score. They didn't have to sub in Dybala, which he was like waiting for that. He was using it as his his like card just to throw in just in case. And it worked out. And he gets to the Europa League final. He got Roma's entire history. They went to two finals, two European finals. He's now gotten them two in the last two years since he's joined. So their entire in their entire uh, career, he's never lost a Europa League final. As Sevilla has never lost uh, one as well. Um, it's going to be exciting. I just want to praise Roma for their way of how he's impacted their character because I see a Roma that have become winners. Maybe they haven't won yet or they only won Conference League, but I mean winners in, in terms of how they go out and take the pitch. Each player's got this desire. They they have a feeling and he's gotten himself into each of their brains and maybe you don't like the style, you don't like that they defend, which we could all disagree, agree or disagree on, right? How we like them, but you have to admit that they have become winners since Jose Mourinho has come into the team. Oh, yeah. Maybe in the end they don't win, but they play as winners and they go into a match believing that they could always make an upset and they're the perfect tournament team. I pray so much that they win this Europa League final because it will be something spectacular to see Rome celebrate another final. It'll be great. And Mourinho brings that stubbornness into that team that they fight for each other. You can see when someone gets pushed, the whole team goes, revolves. You see Mourinho want to go on the field and push the players too. So it's that that like never die attitude which you want to support, you know, except if you're Sevilla on the other side. But they're that gritty kind of team and that's what Mourinho loves, that us against the world mentality. And... Mourinho has a chance to make history again, back-to-back European winners. They could do it against Sevilla, and that's probably the worst team you want to play, because Marco brought up before, they're like the Real Madrid of Europa League. They love playing, and they know how to win in these competitions, so I think this final is going to be like a 1-0, maybe even a penalty shootout. It's going to be a single mistake is going to cost cost the you know team a match do? or a mistake. We should get a Roma fan, maybe Wayne, and just check his blood pressure throughout oh, the entire match. Because Sevilla is going to be on the front foot the entire <coughs> for the way that they play. Yeah. They are going to have this guy a billion. Into the mic. <laughs> he's, he's been doing the, fir- the first time he talks to the mic, he coughs it too. <laughs> I saw Wayne a few weeks ago at Ribalta and. Huge, huge uh, Roma big Roma fan. fan. Huge yeah. Roma fan. Hey what Wayne, you? if you're listening to us, uh, we miss you. Okay. What you guys got to say? <laughs> I think uh, Mourinho. I think Mourinho. Uh, he has the power to get uh, the players. Uh, he, from what I hear, is uh, a great coach in the locker room. So he gets the players to to back him up, and he gets the fans on his side. And whatever the project is going, and the project is not working now with the owners. I don't know uh, what's going on there, but he has uh, the fans and he has the team on his back, and they're all supporting him. And that's gonna that that's the only way that he can win this game by uh, the, the players, the ones that love him. They'll they'll kill for him. You know they'll do anything for him because they're not as talented as the other team. I'll yeah. tell you that. Uh, I saw the other team play, but they can win the game. They can win the game because uh, uh, he makes them believe that they can win this game. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. What you think, Pete? Any yeah, thoughts? Listen, as an Inter fan, obviously, you know where I stand with Mourinho. Um, he's a living legend. Uh, might not be the the greatest style of play on the field, but he's someone that gets the most out of all of his players. And and you know, Mike said it as far as the us against the world. He has this mentality, and I think for certain clubs, it works even more. It's like mm. an added bonus. That's so like point. obviously with Inter, you know, we've always taken the hit because we're not uh, the chosen team of, of Italy. We're not the Juventus. We don't have the media like Milan. We don't have the outlets to be able to to uh, support Inter. And Mourinho created that, and the fans were all behind him. And then he made, you know, history, and he was able to win when when the time was was uh, needed, right? You needed to win that Champions League, and obviously the treble, we all know what happened. So the same thing goes with Roma, where Roma, you know, for most of their history, they've always were the, I guess, second fiddle, you know, they can win a Scudetto, but they'll always come second a lot of times. So, you know, it, it's it's that city of of uh, ancient Rome, I guess, where they it's 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 for the populace, it's for the, oh, the yeah. people. And Mourinho is that person where he's going to do everything that... He's the emperor. He's smart in what he says. He's smart in how he's able to change someone's opinion or, or, or make sure that the light is on him instead of being on the players. And I think the fans are really... Are, are soaking it in right now. And then, listen, last year he goes in and he, and he wins a conference league. And this year he's in the final Europa League. So uh, the same way that I can talk about Inter having a chance versus Man City, Roma definitely have a chance versus Sevilla. I think it's very 50-50 this game. I think yeah. Sevilla yeah. technically is much better. You, like you said, tactically, technically, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. but And, and they consist, consistently win this. Um, but... Roma just has this heart and have this feeling about this. Mm-hmm. And like you said, like we said, Mourinho's never lost the final. And there was one thing I saw, and I I don't want to do the comparing game because, you know, you could argue how much Guardiola has brought to the game. But I saw this tweet. I want to know what you guys think about it. It was like the difference between Guardiola and Mourinho is that Mourinho could take Manchester City to the Champions League final. But Guardiola could never take a team like Roma to the Europa League final. He can never make a team like Roma win. I'm not sure about that. I'm not, this is kind of a, I don't know, I don't believe that. I think uh, Guardiola has got, the, he's got the cojones to do that. So uh, I think Guardiola is a lot more prepared than, than Mourinho. He's trying to say like Mourinho's, uh, Guardiola's always had the players and Mourinho's been able to get more out of like bringing young players into the team. Primavera guys, yeah. they spent, you know, he said today, there was a hilarious quote. I don't know if you guys saw this. He said, uh, it's not, he said, Roma getting to this final or getting into Champions League football, only spending 7 million euros on the transfer market is not a miracle. He said, it's more like Jesus Christ making a walk <laughs> through the Vatican. <laughs> wow. He's smart, man. He's witty. That's uh, funny. I'll tell you why. Anyway, anyone else th- about that Guardiola <gasps> idea? What do you think, Pete? Um, Listen, Mourinho won with Porto, 2000, what was it, 2004? Porto. Inter that wasn't supposed to win the Champions League, Real. and then oh, Real didn't win the Champions League. I'm not sure. But, oh, okay. you know, you the, but Real Madrid also have yeah. the money, so I can't really claim it. And then with this Roma team, so he's taken challenges and he's been able to to get the most out of his players. Guardiola, right now in his career, he's always had the best of the best. You know, you go to a Bayern, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Barcelona with with Messi, Xavi, Iniesta. That was the team that 
you know, you you can never beat. They were the the aliens. He was yeah. a Bayern too, and right? Then yeah, he, he went Bayern. He didn't want anything. And he never though. won Champions no, League. Champions yeah, I could have won the manager in Bayern too. And, and then Man City, you know, he's literally. But he's changed football. Like that's not the argument. But what do you what do you do? You think do you agree with that statement? What that Guardiola wouldn't be able to do this with with. I think his style of play. He needs certain players. So that's why I think Mourinho is able to get away or, or win because his style is about hardworking and, and being uh, tactically prepared. Whereas Man City, if you want to play a certain style, you need the guy that can make that pass. Mm -hmm. You need that tiki-taka style or the passing. If the guy can't pass, you're not going to have any success. So he needs that in order to win. Then, obviously, maybe he challenges himself later on. I mean, even Ancelotti challenged himself, you know, going to uh, Everton, for example. Didn't work out as, you know, as Planned, he yeah. maybe hoped. He, well, he said one day but, he's doing Brescia. Well, I'll be, oh, Guardiola, <laughs> he yeah. for it'll free. Great. It'll be great. Or Canada, right? Here, take that, Spalletti. Uh, I'll tell you what, Guardiola has been shown already. He's been a display spectacular soccer. Uh, regardless, many yeah. times you can lose a couple of Champions League on a, you know, on a one-game situation. I mean, uh, it's very unfortunate. I mean, uh, the guy... He, he, He's a brainiac. Now he's got the brain and he's got the power. So uh, if he fails now, mm. okay, then I will just uh, starting to change my mentality. Would it, it would hurt Why his legacy, Charlie? you think? I think it would. Yeah, Definitely. for sure. You this is one of the best teams ever. If like you this Manchester now, City side is one of the best teams. You uh, now you you have the game, you have the system, everything is working perfectly, and you have the players to do everything. Yeah, the players even a couple of years ago. And he felt, but he felt miserably over uh, a game that should have been their game, okay? They were the favorite to win. This time, I think they are the favorite to win and they're going to win. And winning is contagious. If Guardiola wins this year, it's going to be three or four Champions League in a row that uh, they're going to win. Listen. I'm going to just, uh, I'm just sticking my neck all the way out. He's the only one that has got a game and he's got a system that is very di difficult to replicate. Simone, listen to me. If you're watching this podcast... Do what everyone wants and be Manchester City. Everyone that's not a Man City fan, I think, is ruined for Inter. Just like, except the Milan just fans. like Milan, everyone in the Euro them. was ruined for Italy against England. I think this is the same kind of thing. They, no one wants Man City to win with all this oil money. We're doing this, Simone. You can. I want Manchester City. You can change the course of history right there. No one wants. I want Manchester City. <laughs> Did you buy a Man City jersey? Uh, we, I am. I'm looking online. I'm buying it. I'm buying it. You know. I ask Ryan. Oh, <laughs> I'm asking. They, he has. He yeah. definitely has. If he's signed, he's not gonna let me wear that. <laughs> if he's not signed, I might. I might. Anyway, guys, it. we'll uh, we'll probably have a podcast after the Coppa Italia final between Inter and Fiorentina. We'll see how that one goes. Real quick, who wants to? Let's make a prediction. Who wins this final? Inter. I say Fiorentina. Oh, yeah, the Inter. We're talking about the Coppa Italia. Coppa Italia. 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 Yeah. Inter's Inter. in the final. Oh, you're in the final. Ooh. <laughs> 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 you say Fiorentina? I say Fiorentina. And you say Inter. You're going to say Fiorentina. Just, just say, say it. Come on. I knew you were going to choose I would say it's going to be uh, Fiorentina. <laughs> Mike? Inter's going to win. I think it's going to go uh, extra time. They're going to tie. They're going to go on penalty. And, and then... Uh, Anybody can win. But who's nah, going to win? Yeah. 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 What are we you doing? Gotta what are we doing, buddy? Save your because Joe is listening to you. Joe, <laughs> Joe, he's supposed to be your friend. Look at this. <laughs>
If there's any game that Inter is going to lose, I want Rocco to win. I want Rocco to lift a trophy. I want to see Rocco with a trophy. Rocco deserves it. I think this is the time for Fiorentina. I think Inter has got their heads at Man City over there, the Champions League. And this is the right time. Fiorentina is playing well. They got the players. One game. Goodbye. Charlie, I want a Rocco Commisso to be named the, the owner of the year in Serie A because uh, he built the, 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 the Centro Sportivo Firenze. He's doing a lot of great stuff right, for Florence. And uh, we want him. I want to see Rocco lifting the trophy. All right, guys. Thank you for okay. watching. We'll talk to you soon. Ciao, Ciao guys. guys. Ciao. Yes, the guys, what are, we, what are we buying first, boys? <laughs>